New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news. Our weekly look at the good news stories that have made their way across my desk and remind me that we really are creating a world that works for all life. And I do hope this also shares with you uh, some inspiration, some stories you can share over the weekend with your friends and family as well. Feel free to reach out, get in touch with us. Good news at ntmedia.org. Drop an email. Let us know the good news stories you'd like us to cover. Or if you'd like to be a special guest presenter here on the good news, uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. All right. First up this evening, Ireland sets a new record for renewable energy, and this time it is all from their wind. Now, many that live in Ireland know it's common to have all four seasons in a single day. Sounds a lot like Colorado sometimes. Uh, but they generated an all-time high of 4.62 gigawatts. On Wednesday of last week, by midnight, 71% of all the day's electrical needs were met by wind power alone. Back in 2022, heat map reported that Ireland was third in the world for energy get generated by wind. The Green Collective, which provides insights into the Irish energy grid, reports that the previous record was around 456 and that gigawatts and that was generated last year as well about 10 percent of the generated wind power was actually exported to britain wind energy is a big industry for the gusty nations of northern europe including denmark Nor norway lithuania and ireland but it's also highly developed in uruguay which is the second highest producer of wind energy today you know we, we like to talk a lot about the wind farms and wind energy here on this program we love to talk about all kinds of different energy stories that remind us we can do this differently we don't have to rely on coal and or natural gas to uh to fuel everything we do and this next story is in that same vein uh now when you're powering a flight in europe anything from th 30 minutes to three hours it's not hard to do with sustainable fuel. However, Virgin Atlantic 
uh, was able to do this for the first time. They flew a, a Boeing 787, flew from London's Heathrow to JFK using sustainable aviation fuel, also known as SAF. Uh, it's manufactured from cooking oil, waste crops, and waste food. Now, this uh, type of fuel is suggested as emitting 50% to 70% fewer emissions than jet fuel. And since the whole of the world aviation accounts for just 2.8% of global emissions, a 50 to 70% theoretical reduction would eliminate it as a priority in the fight against climate change. Virgin 787 was filled up with 50 tons of SAF. Uh, now, two different types of SAF were used in this. 88% was derived from waste fats and the rest from waste products of corn, uh, specifically corn farming waste. UK Transportation Secretary Mark Harbour was one of those on board the flight and upon landing declared history has been made. Sir Richard Branson, the company's founder, said you have to start somewhere and if we didn't prove it can be done, you would never get sustainable aviation fuel. Congratulations, Virgin Atlantic. Thank you very much. What a great story, folks. Renewable energy, renewable aviation fuel. What's next? Electric roads? Well, yeah, that's what's next. And it's going on in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Detroit celebrated a major milestone in the future of vehicle electrification. Crews recently finished installing the nation's first wireless charging public roadway. Now, this is all technology that's been developed by Electrion. Uh, 14th Street in Detroit is now equipped with inductive charging coils that will charge electric vehicles equipped with receivers as they drive on the road. So you need a special receiver for this. Uh, the road will be used to test and perfect the Israeli company's wireless charging technology in the real world environment to perfect it ahead of making it available to the public in the next few years. Dr. Stefan Tonger, Electron's, uh, Electrion's Vice President of Business Development, said we're excited to spearhead the development and deployment of America's first wireless charging road. This milestone stands as a testament to our collaborative efforts with the state of Michigan and the Department of Transportation. Now, the move uh, towards electrification was touted by Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who announced the pilot initiative in September of 2021 to develop the nation's first wireless charging infrastructure on a public road. And what happens is the charging segments can transfer wireless electricity directly to the car battery when the vehicle is parked, that's called static driving, or when it's in drive mode, dynamic charging. The electric road is safe for drivers, pedestrians, and wildlife. Each coil in the road is activated only when a vehicle with an approved receiver passes over it. So an unapproved vehicle is not going to get charged, and it won't. Uh, you also won't don't have to worry about shorting out your radio. <laughs> this is going to make it easier on EVs. It's going to make it easier on everybody to adopt more electric vehicles as we go. Can you imagine your electric? Delivery truck being charged as you go. Love this idea. Hey, here's an interesting story I found. And, you know, we find most of our stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org. I encourage you to go over and give them a like and a shout out. Uh, give them a little bit of the love and attention that they deserve over at the Good News Network. 
Scientists have photographed a once-in-a-lifetime sighting of a bird with half male and half female plumage. A Kiwi professor of zoology was visiting Colombia and got the surprise of his life. The South American country has more birds uh, than any other country, but when his companion spied a curious-looking honeycreeper with blue and green plumage, Professor Hamish Spencer was sure it was once in a white lifetime on his life list. Many bird watchers could go their whole lives and not see a bilateral uh, gynadromorphic. Yeah, I'm not saying that properly. Uh, <laughs> in any bird, the phenomenon is extremely rare in birds. And he said he knows of no examples in New Zealand that ever. Professor Spencer says that these are uh, important for our understanding of sex determination and sexual behavior in birds. The phenomenon arises from an error during female cell, cell division to produce an egg, followed by double fertilization by two sperms, Spencer explained in a university uh, article. Be always on the lookout for oddities. Who will find the first New Zealand example of a bilateral in a bird? Nobody's quite sure of yet. Uh, look at this. What a great looking bird. You know, folks, we talk a lot in the human world about gender and about sexuality. And while many might consider this to be an accident, I'm going to say that it's a happy example that we are all one. We each hold both sides of the male and the female spectrum. And here's a bird that just happens to exhibit both of them pretty equally. Good news happening in the world today. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Say hello to a couple of our friends, some of our sponsors, and those people that help make New Thought Media Network what it is. But please don't go away. We're going to be right back with more good news stories in just a moment. Hit the like button, share button, and subscribe button. Let your friends and family know what we're doing. We'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned.
Yes, 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 dear ones, New Thought Media Network is launching a brand new social media platform specifically for those that are interested and following the New Thought philosophy, living the New Thought philosophy. If if you'd like to learn more, send us an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org. Ask about the social media network. We'll get you all that you need to get started and get signed up on our network. All right, back into the good news. Following up on a story that we shared last year, this is Isaac Winfield. Isaac last year opened a food bank uh, out of his garden shed. Now this year, Isaac's going one bigger and is opening a gift bank. That's right. He's collecting gifts for so that moms and, dad who, moms and dads that can't afford presents for their children uh, will be able to get a gift to give to their kids to their kids uh december is always a big month for isaac it's his mother's birthday uh month at, but there's also uh the christmas holiday and the anniversary of the launch of his food bank which he started with money from his birthday he started these in worcester england after realizing how many people in his community needed the helping hand His gift bank opened last week after enlisting the help of the local Greenland pub to store the hundreds of toys and gifts for needy families he's received from donors so far. Uh, His mom says the response has been phenomenal. We'll be holding present bank days another three times at this same pub and put on other dates if there's still more demand. Now he's also opened his fifth food bank alongside the YMCA and support we've had for this has been incredible as well. Anyone with toys or food that they'd like to donate can look up Friends of Isaac Food Bank on Facebook to learn more about Isaac and his food bank. You know, every year at this time, folks, we hear these great stories. And for some reason, it always seems like it's the children that lead us and get us going on these ideas. And this next story is just that as well. I'd like to introduce you uh, to Millie. Now, Millie had, uh, she's uh, actually from here in Colorado, nine years old, and last holiday season, uh, Millie's beloved border collie mix, Bella, passed away uh, around the Christmas holiday. Uh, Now, Millie's been looking for ways to fill the, the hole in her heart and uh, her mom said it's been really hard to see her struggle this past year uh, with her Bella's passing. I thought it was sad that pets didn't have owners, especially around the holidays, Millie expressed. She's determined to make a change and decided to organize a pet drive donation. When her parents asked her for a Christmas list, Millie surprised them by presenting a flyer outlining her plan to collect toys for shelter dogs. Millie, with the beaming smile, shared that the response has been incredible and with somewhere between 50 to 100 donations received so far. She also said that even though you're little, you can make a big difference. Yes, Millie, that is very, very true. You know, folks, we can all make a big difference sometimes by doing the smallest of good deeds. And we encourage you here at New Thought Media Network, we encourage you to get out there and and find a way to do a good deed this holiday season make a difference maybe it's a toy drive for pets at the local shelter maybe it's just collecting blankets for another for a a adult a human shelter maybe it's cooking food for somebody uh, and getting food out into the world as well whatever it might be please 
consider how you're being called to serve so we, together we can really create a world that works better for everyone. Hey, here's a story that's been coming across my desk almost every day this week. I've seen another story. I want to introduce you to Patrick McDonald. Patrick's on the right there. Uh, and on the left is a character in his comic strip known as Guard Dog. Now, Guard Dog has been chained to a spike for 30 years. Uh, Patrick's been drawing this dog. The, the original strip, Mutts, uh, originally premiered in 1995. And during that time, uh, Guard Dog has been a, a character that, re that uh, highlights the plight of chained dogs and animals that are left unattended outdoors. Uh, oh, beginning in October, however, Patrick decided it was time for Guard Dog to get his freedom. In past strips, he has uh, presented Guard Dog running free, but only in his dreams. Otherwise, he remained chained in the backyard. Uh, across the storyline, spoiler alert here, by the way, across the storyline, uh, guards dog's owners move away and leave him chained in the backyard, abandoned. Uh, some of his other animal friends eventually find him and try to help and comfort him, but it takes the love of a little girl who has been a character in the strip as well to want to help guard dog. And they eventually get her father enlisted and they get guard dog to a rescue shelter uh, while at the rescue shelter another neighbor uh, does the good deed of adopting guard dog and then giving guard dog to the little girl uh, who has now renamed guard dog I'm not going to give that one away i'm going to invite you to head over to the mutts website it's mutts m-u-t-t-s dot com and you'll find out more about Guard Dog and his story. I just love this, folks. After 30 years of uh, uh, sharing the story and the plight of chained dogs, the author decides it's time for Guard Dog to get his freedom. And this is not the last we'll see of Guard Dog. Patrick says that he'll be showing up more and more in the comic strip in coming days and in coming stories check that out i think this is an adorable story uh we can share the the the, the importance of taking care of our furry creatures as i say that my dog barged her way in the in the door and is now in the studio wondering what we're talking about i think i got my own guard dog here hey we're going to take another quick break folks say hello to a couple more of our sponsors and say thank you to our organizational donors and individual sponsors as well. Please don't go away, though. We'll be back with more good news in just a moment or two. Stay tuned.
Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Home Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa, Satya Center, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and individual donors that make this possible. Not only this broadcast, but all the broadcasts sharing the New Thought philosophy around the world. It is thanks to folks like you that we're able to do what we do. We appreciate you being part of what we're doing. All right, back into the good news before we run out of time tonight. Let me introduce you to Ocean Belle. Uh, Ocean recently won a $5 million home in London, and it all happened on the back of a $10 lottery ticket. Uh, there's an organization in London called Omaze. Uh, this is not their first time giving away a home. However, uh, I love this story because Oceana is going back to nurse, has been in nursing school uh, to make the world a better place and make her life a better life and uh, has been couch surfing to make ends meet. Well, she somehow still had that desire to give and so purchased a $10 lottery ticket on a $5 million home, not expecting to win, but just expecting to give her $10 to a good cause. Omaze supports the National Health Services in the United Kingdom. We've talked about National Health Services before. They do a lot of interesting things to raise funds. Uh, and this is another one of them. Now, uh, Oceana has her choice. She can rent the house, sell the house, live the house, do whatever she wants. It's her home. It's her money. Uh, and she can do anything. There's no stipulations on what she does with the prize. However, she did say that she's very excited to be spending the holidays in her new home with her family and being able to entertain and cook for her extended family as well. Congratulations on that, Ocean. All right, next up, I've never been to Burlington, uh, certainly uh, Burlington, Wyoming. Uh, but I want to go after reading this story. Uh, there's a woman there, Pauline Parker of Burlington, began making personalized snow people for everyone in town. You can see pictures of them there. She painted these on wood so that they wouldn't melt. And as the hobby grew and grew until there are now more of these snow people in Burlington, Wyoming, than there are people. Parker told a local news agency, I think snowmen bring joy to people. My last count was 316. You can find brown-eyed snow people or blue or green. 
Now, the news traveled fairly fast in her small town, and eventually neighboring towns wanted their own snow people. Uh, one town of a, with a population of just 10 folks got a snow person version of their uh, of every person in their town posing together. That's what you're seeing there. That's the 10 people. Uh, now, throughout this entire month of December, Parker has decided to host a community snow person scavenger hunt with snow people shaped treats as a reward for getting the 20 crash questions across Burlington and the nearby towns of Otto and Emblem, Wyoming. Right on, Pauline. I think it is time for a trip up into Wyoming. Let's go find Burlington and see these snow folks. I think this is a grand idea. I love it. How amazing. Uh, how amazing. Hey, during the holiday season, folks, you know, we often focus on various stories of good people doing good work in the world. And this next story is exactly that. Coming out of Bangor, Maine, uh, Amanda Seidel owns a laundromat up there called The Laundry Basket. And she had an ingenious idea of turning a common problem into a charitable initiative to sure everyone has essential items of socks. As she said, for every lost sock we found, we pledged to donate a brand new pair of socks to local charities. The beneficiaries included Partners for Peace, the Shaw House, and the Hope House through her laundromat. Uh, now, the laundromat's daily sock pickup yielded 56 lost socks in the month of November. She said, quote, laundry may not always be enjoyable, so we decided to find the fun in it and do something meaningful with the lost socks we collected. Now, she did emphasize the role of the laundromat is as a hub for community connections. And as a local business, she believes in giving back. Quote, I think it's really important to continuously give back to our communities. These aren't strangers. These are our community members. Yes, 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 Amanda. Thank you so much for doing what you do. What a great way to give back and tying it to a laundromat and their lost socks. I'm sure she shows up with more 56 in just the month of November. That's over 600 lost socks per year. Oh, my gosh, golly gee. Hey, folks, we got that story over at sunnyskies.com. Be sure to give them some love and attention as well and let them know that you've heard about them over here on New Thought Media Network. All right. You know, we do it every Friday. It's time for our Hero of the Week. No, we're not jumping on the bandwagon here. Taylor Swift has done it again. Uh, she donated a million dollars to the Tennessee Emergency Response Fund, which is managed by the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee. The CEO of the Community Foundation, Hal Cato, has officially verified Swift's generous donation. Taylor, Taylor's incredibly generous gift sends a message to her hometown and the communities around it that she has their back during the long road to recovery following this devastating event. If you didn't know, uh, Tennessee was hit with some very deadly tornadoes just last week. Uh, now, we do know that this is not the first instance of Taylor being quietly engaged in philanthropy during her Eras Tour this year. The newly minted billionaire 
made substantial donations to food banks in every city that she visited across the United States. Her altruism also extended to her tour family. The singers generously distributed $55 million in bonuses to dancers, truck drivers, sound crew, and catering staff. You know, you've heard me say that being a billionaire comes with responsibility, and that responsibility is for those around us and to give back into the world. And that's exactly what Taylor Swift is doing. She's been demonstrating uh, a, a sense of, uh, 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 well, a life of giving and giving back. And it does not look like it's going to end just when the tour is on break. So thank you to Taylor. You are our hero of the week. Folks, that's all I've got time for tonight. I'm going to get out of here, let you get into your Friday evening. Do remember, coming up in just a half an hour, it's the Fireside Chat with Reverend Michael Mangus. And later tonight, our evening prayers at 8.15. Until next time, I want to say thank you for being a part of the New Thought Media Network community and wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.